like to welcome. Please come into the hall. Welcome with us. Come into the hall. Welcome with us. Apples from Prince George. But first, because this is a space train, we start with a countdown. Welcome to episode two of The Show Show, a podcast about CSEK's live music series called Space Train. I'm Pam Hassan, one of the staff members and show hosts at CSEK Smithers Community Radio. I hope you heard episode one of The Show Show, but it's not imperative to your enjoyment of this episode. But if you do want to hear it, go to smithersradio.com and you can find The Show Show image on the front page of our site. Click there and you'll find it, or go to our schedule and choose CICK Fresh, and you'll also find it there. Now, last time, in case you missed it, Glenn and I were riding high on the notion that after two venue changes, our January 29th show is going to actually happen. January 29th came and went without our inaugural space train show, but eventually it did happen on February 19th. The show was fantastic. The Legion was a warm and safe environment for people who were out there for their first show since the onset of the pandemic. The band, Thousand Cuts, were dark and brooding, their layered soundscapes a mesh of texture and a feast for the senses. They played their homemade instruments amidst a nest of synthesizer cables on the floor. It was a perfect start to this thing that we were calling live music again. Earthchild closed out the night with his upbeat, political, positive, sweaty show. And we danced. We actually danced together. CSEK station manager Glenn and I met again to debrief and finally let some air out of our inflated egos from a very positive first show. Well, okay. Uh, back to uh, success in the sense that we uh, we were afraid that people weren't going to show up. Yeah, I know. And people showed up. <laughs> yeah. And this is even to say, so ticket sales were extremely late. We only sold how many? 20 tickets. We sold 19 we, tickets we sold. ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we were starting to feel okay about it because we knew that we were holding tickets for people who were going to show up at the door, mm-hmm. which doesn't always turn into reality. But, yeah. and then we also, there was also the added like potential, uh, conflict of two other events that were happening around, right? They had like the dance party that's happening at one of the breweries. Yep. The fact that, that the province removed the, some of the, the limitations for numbers, just all of a sudden, uh, numbers as well as like allowing people to, to have to dance. All of a sudden, every place that could have something all decided to do it on the same night that we were doing our thing. Yeah. And we still sold 68 tickets. And had to start turning people away at the door, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a success. The, and, the pos- and the feedback that I got was so positive from people and... Megan shared uh, on an email, just like some of the things that she heard people saying, like people said that they were nervous about coming out, but then they saw who was at the event and they had so much fun. And all of our artists also gave us feedback that they just felt so incredible. 
So we're moving straight ahead with our next two for March. The dates are the 12th and the 26th. Okay. Uh, the bands have all been chosen, just putting yeah. the contracts together to send away to them. And actually, while we're talking, I see that Adrian actually just, it's so funny. I have an email open to him, Adrian from Apollo Ghost, and he just emailed me. So yeah, Apollo Ghost and Town Council, and then Apples and Synth Monkey. Love it. So now with one success under our belt and eight shows to go, we needed to stay focused, be organized, and grow this thing to prove to our funders that a town of 5,000 people would support live music just off the mainstream. But we can't be a functioning system without the lifeblood of our organization, volunteers. CICK Smithers Community Radio is a not-for-profit radio society with programming that focuses on local artists, non-mainstream Canadian music, and commentary reflecting the community's diverse perspectives. And the only way that we can do that is through the power of volunteers. Space Train depended on volunteers for jobs from helping set up lights and sound equipment, loading cables and microphones, amps and instruments, from Steve Taylor's van into the venue and setting up, to running the door, or being a bouncer, or selling band merch, signing people up for memberships, or just being a floater, and generally watching the crowd and making sure that everyone felt welcome. So here are some of our volunteers that I spoke to about the Space Train series. I asked them what they liked and what they'd do differently, and find out why do they volunteer, and why here. Okay. I can fix low, I can't fix high. Yep. Okay. You're right. One more time if you just say your name. Christine Bruce. Okay. Feels like an interrogation. Yes. Where were you? <laughs> Where's the bright light? I don't know what to do without the light. <laughs> oh, does that mean I get to be the good cop? Really? Really? Can you tell me, what was your volunteer role for the live music series Space Train? Typically, I was on the door selling tickets. What inspires you to volunteer? I want to see things succeed. And this is especially important in a small community like ours, where you don't have as many people to pick from. Uh, uh, and these are really good opportunities around this town. We have lots of really neat things going on with lots of scientific people, lots of artistic people. But we don't have, as I say, a wide range of people that can enable that to happen. Uh, we certainly don't have money for it. So when something happens, it's all volunteer. And uh, I want to see this town succeed. And so I always sign up for stuff. Yeah, and we love you, love you for it. So how did you feel that this event brought communities together? It was especially true in a time of COVID where people couldn't get together until suddenly we could. And whenever we had a space train, it was uh, under the understanding that we would shut it down if the COVID rules were imposed. But we were lucky that we were picking periods where we were allowed to meet and people loved that. They would come out just because they could socialize. And you would see entire groups of people who hadn't seen each other for weeks or even months, and they'd all be around a table. It was lovely to watch that, to give them an opportunity to get together and socialize again. Um, now, what would you do differently? Or I want to sort of debrief the space here. So what would you do differently next time? Um, the one problem that I had on the door, it didn't happen until near the end. And I think it was because, um, we had more people out who were wanting to bend the rules themselves. And so, uh, it didn't matter what time I was on the door the first few times I did it, but the last time I did it, we literally had to have a bouncer. 
And so um, now, if I thought that was going to happen again, I would say, oh, we want the early shift, please. <laughs> because then they're not drunk yet, and they're not trying to take advantage. Um, did you, I don't know if you remember, and I should have prefaced you with like a list of the shows, but was there one that stands out to you that you really, that you enjoyed personally, and you felt like you saw, again, kind of that community? The very first one, the very first one. I loved the very first one, but I think partly because people were so desperate to get out. And we were all making jokes. Oh my God, is that what you look like under that mask? And people were shouting at each other because we're used to having to increase the volume with a mask on. And so there were a lot of moments where we identified ourselves by our humanity. And it made me feel really close to the people that I was working with. It made me really grateful for the people who came and were taking the chance to come out and socialize. Um, okay, any like last comments or things that you want to say specifically about the Space Train series from a volunteer point of view, from a community person's point of view? Any last words or last thoughts? Uh, we have events here at the station. We have events on a regular basis. But many of those events are just, come and we'll feed you or come and we're going to give an award. And um, I'm a little bit comfortable with that because I don't really need you to thank me for being a volunteer uh, because I do so much of it and my thanks is watching something succeed. So I loved that we had space train events where of course you thanked me, of course I felt appreciated, but I was giving to something to you. It was a gift from me to you that we could help enable this thing happen and I really appreciated that opportunity. You're welcome. Thank you for asking. Yeah. <laughs> Was I a good, good cop? <laughs> Hi, I'm Laura. I'm a volunteer with CICK. Uh, my role with the Space Train series was to work the merchandise table and sell t-shirts, like CICK stuff or band stuff or CICK memberships. Mm -hmm. um, what did you like about that job? I think my favorite part of the job at the time was because of COVID. Uh, I got to sit behind a table, so it was like a good slow introduction to being social again. Um, but also... I like talking to people about the radio station and showing them all the cool stuff we have and all the events that will be happening, have been happening in the past or those sort of things. Mm -hmm. mm. So do you think that we achieved that goal of reanimating an underused venue? We were using the Legion the whole time. I don't think we ever used another venue. So do you feel like that happened that people were excited to come to the legion and excited about just the space train event series as a whole yeah absolutely the legion is something that everybody knows is there but generally i think for our age group uh or younger not a lot of people show up there we saw lots of people coming that wouldn't normally be at the legion um it's kind of a, a fun space because the regulars can still be there at their tables and it's very much what they're used to. But then for the new people, there's the kind of lit up Legion area and then you had that 
nice dance floor with the bands and kind of more decorated. So it was almost like two sides and and showing people what could be achieved with the space. But what would you what would be something that you would suggest if we did this again and if we did it with the Legion or if we brought it to another venue even, what would you suggest would be ways to make it easier or make people feel more welcome, safer spaces, any any anything kind of along those lines? Mm. I think I felt like maybe the events were too close together mm-hmm. that we could have spread them out maybe two months in between. I think it was a month in between the events and maybe people just weren't ready to get out there at that time or it's uh, just a lot for smithers, like for the population maybe, to entice people that many times yeah. <laughs> in, in a short time period. I think CICK volunteers and staff are just the most friendly people and so they are naturally welcoming and we saw people coming in that had never heard of the station that seemed excited to be there we had people that were regulars at the legion that seemed excited that something new was happening Mm -hmm. and then we had the regular cick crew who were just happy to be there with our people laura and christine's perspectives on these events are so important Our volunteers are typically able to distill their concentration on a section of the event happening smoothly. In Christine's case, it was tickets or money received, counting how many people came in and being the welcome wagon for our events. Laura has this wry smile that she keeps for people she knows and an authentic approach to talking to strangers and making them feel like she's listening and considering what you've said. A perfect personality for merch, memberships, and keeping the vibe happy and chill. Someone I haven't mentioned yet is our co-presenter of the Space Train series, the Bulkley Valley Concert Association. The BVCA is a local organization that also relies on volunteer power with an aim to promote and foster an interest in the performing arts. Bingo! Great partners for this series. Their creative director, Miriam Colvin, and coordinator, Robin Law, represented the concert association at these events. They each also held my hand during the Sam and Diane, Ross and Rachel on-again, off-again whiplash I felt trying to plan the failed January event. Here's Miriam telling me what the BVCA got out of this partnership. My name is Miriam Colvin. I am the artistic director of the Bulkley Valley Concert Association. The BVCA has been partnering with CCK on different programming um, throughout the years, and we were excited to be involved with um, Space Chain because we have really been wanting to do live events again in the community as we come out of the pandemic and to continue to reach out to new, funky, young, interesting audiences. Um, And we feel like CSUK has such an amazing um, capacity to reach people and to bring out people from all walks of life to their programming. So our involvement was basically to... um, be able to provide some funding and some support and um, be available to be part of what CSDK programmers were thinking about. And what do you think were, um, from the Concert Association's perspectives, what was the, what were some of like, what was like some of the successes of this partnership? I think the successes of Space Chain were really obvious when you walked into the room of one of the events. Um, so you're walking into a space that isn't the formal Della Herman Theater. So already there's a different um, amount of accessibility and invitation into that space. Um, people who might not want to come into a formal theater 
find their way into the Legion. Um, I think that you look around and you see people with gray hair, you see people with dyed pink hair. Um, you can't assume that one of those people are old and one of those people are young based on their hair color. And um, up on stage is a group of people just having a great time making really great music. And that music can be really quiet, and then you have people really introspective taking it into their bodies, or you have a crowd up front dancing. And so the success of that sort of engagement is so necessary right now um, as we're all hungry to be present with music in a live way, like in our bodies and as a community. Um, here we are, one day out from, from Space Train 2. It's March 11th. And the event is on March 12th, and we are just... We have just uh, learned that there is now uh, the the mask mandate has been dropped. Yep. And and you think that would be not an, uh, a stress for us, but somehow we've turned it into a stress. At least for me. Again, I want to cower in the corner. But yeah, it's because I because because I don't know how people are going to react. That's that's my only anxiety over the the, the removal of restrictions. Does that mean that people are not going to come because they are fearful of getting infected because there's a large group of people and people potentially are not wearing masks, mm-hmm. even though it's optional? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we, tru- uh, we truly can't catch a break because every time that we have a show, some major provincial health order changes <laughs> like days before our yeah. event. Yeah. It's, it's almost like they know. It sounds like everything's otherwise is coming together. Um, learned a little bit from the last one as far as like how many people we need as far as volunteers and uh, we've got uh, professional assistance with like mixing and I'm going to look over that person's shoulder and learn a bunch of stuff and then uh, but it is also March break is coming up too so that we have this kind of unknown of like how many people are actually leaving early for March break yeah and and is that going to have an impact on on the number of people who attend. It's hard to say also too, because it's um, like, I would, I would argue that both bands are kind of unknowns. And because of that, I think it's going to be something that it will fall onto is tomorrow night. Will that feel like a night that people want to go out and party and take their chance Yeah, with maybe something that they don't know, which it could be. It worked out last it time. Be, it could be. It could be. It could be like it could be a celebration of, yeah. of some of the, which is also slightly unnerving for me too. Yeah. When there's still people dying on a weekly basis from this pan- pandemic, being that we're bringing in a band from Prince George, I kind of want to like give them a good audience. Yeah. So I feel a little bit of pressure there to actually. Yeah, give them a good experience. Yeah. I'm okay with this one being a smaller attended event just because I was I was very surprised with the amount from last the amount of people that came to the last event. So I uh I don't want to get too cocky, I guess. And so I'm sort of like emotionally preparing myself that um this one is a less attended event purely because of that mask mandate being lifted though. Right. 
not because of anything we yeah. did or didn't do. <laughs> Well, I'd love to be, I mean, it's, it's kind of nice to have it as an excuse. Sure, totally. It's not our fault. Hey, it was, uh, you know. Mass mandate, people, yeah, fears are high and, and, yeah. Yeah, I just want to know that, I want to feel like we've done everything we could mm-hmm. to make this happen in a successful kind of way. I feel like we're getting, we're still learning. Mm-hmm. And I think by the time number 10 and 11 come along, we're going to have it dialed. So otherwise, I feel like we're doing okay because we have a band that has actual merch, Taylor Poffinroff, who's Synth Monkey, was texting me last night saying how excited he is. Um, I met with Jess and did the interview, so we've got a little bit of promo and some content coming out that way. I'm going to do like a stupid, nonsensical uh, little 20-second video to sort of remind people that that's what's going on this weekend. Because I think that's it. People just need to be reminded what's happening this weekend. That March 12th Space Train event was our most successful event we threw. Hordes of people lined up at the door to get into a loud, raucous party with rock and roll and no masks. Did we feel nervous about managing crowds? Of course we did. Our volunteers were more anxious than usual. And to top it off, once the event got underway, we found ourselves in the eye of a perfect storm. A beautiful spring night, great live music, mask mandate revoked, and to top it off, an entire hockey tournament showed up looking for a place with beer and music, which we had in spades. The station's debrief after the event went a little differently than usual, because I, for one, was elated that we made an incredible bank and the Legion looked like the best party in town. But were we changing what the station means and the people that it mattered to? Our hardcore volunteers were divided on the feeling of what made an event a success. Was it making money or fostering a safe environment for our members? It's sad to say, but in a town the size of Smithers, sometimes it's one or the other. The music in this episode was live off-the-floor recordings from Space Trains. Featured in this episode was Apples, Synth Monkey, Town Council, and Achievable Heights. Thank you to Laura, Christine, and Miriam for the interviews in this episode. This episode of The Show Show was hosted and produced by me, Pam Hassan. Funding for the Space Train music series and this podcast series was made possible by the Community Radio Fund of Canada, the Government of Canada, as well as additional funding from Heritage Canada, support for workers in live arts. Next time on The Show Show. Lev Hartfield. What a name! So Brennan actually wanted to name the band Lev Hartfield. It's a great name. It's true, yeah. Um, I I can't tell if Lev was mildly insulted by the suggestion. <laughs> Wasn't totally clear, but he he did not take it. So, yeah, I I was tried to say Lev Hartfield and the Resuscitations was my. Oh God, yeah, that's good. Yeah, but, yeah, or the Defibrillators. Yeah, because well, that would be like Van Halen, right? Because it's Lev the. Guitar player in he the is, yes, yeah yeah oh yeah it's a good van. Why don't you guys just call yourself Van Halen? <laughs> uh, that's that's yeah that's not taken. I don't think is it? I don't no not by anyone I know of. <laughs>